Here we go on the five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music. Where tonight, I, Jason, am going to be doing a fun podcast about mistakes, about errors in songs that have either just been overlooked or have become part of the song themselves because people think that that's just the way it was supposed to go. And so some of these are, I think, obvious when you listen to them and accentuate specifically where the error is, and some of them are a little less known. Some of them are things that went wrong in the recording, whether it be with the artists themselves playing a wrong note or playing too early or too late. And some of them happened in the control room. Some of them were a engineering mistake. And I'll accentuate those when they come up. So these are going to be the 10 errors that I think are pretty interesting in songs all across different genres. And we're going to go with number 10 all the way to number one. And these are in order of my favorite. We'll start with number 10, which is a song that most people know called Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. And before I play it, What we'll do is I'll play it first and you see if you can identify it. And then I'll play it a few times after uh, pointing out exactly where the error is and see if you can then recognize it. So here's Satisfaction. Did you catch it? No, it's right where Keith is going to come in with his little guitar lick right after the cuz I try, cuz I try part. He comes in one note too early. See if you can spot it. Listen close. Right here. And that's where he's supposed to come in. One more time. See if you can hear it. This one is not musically incorrect. Obviously, that note is in tune and in time. However, it's just too early. But it works, so they kept it, and the error stayed. Number two, we're going to go to Aerosmith, Sweet Emotion. Now, this one's a really cool one because this one has a great story to it. Let me play the beginning of the song and see. You wouldn't necessarily hear it if you weren't looking for it, so I will tell you the story as we go. Sweet Emotion is a song, obviously, by Aerosmith. It was released in 1975 on their third studio album called Toys in the Attic. And Sweet Emotion was the big single that was released first on May 19th, 1975. It peaked at number 36 on the Billboard, and it was really the band's first big single on the top 40 charts. And it still plays today. It's just a rockin', rockin' tune. Here's how the beginning starts. Now listen to all the things going on right here.
So, a couple things. Number one, that shaking right there in the beginning of the song is actually a packet of sugar. They didn't have maracas in the studio. And so what they did was they really mic'd the microphones really, really, really hot, meaning very, very loud, and just took a sugar packet that they had and shook it in its place. But the, where the mistake actually is, is they had this uh, vibra slap, which is um, kind of like this... Uh, interesting contraption that makes that kind of clicking, vibrating kind of a, of, a, of a tone that's in the very beginning of the song. And they thought it sounded really cool in the beginning of the song. So Steven Tyler uh, was playing it and he broke it on the last time, the third time that he hits it. So they like the way that it sounds, but listen to see if you can hear where he actually broke it. There's one. There's two, three, and then it broke. But they liked the way it sounds, so they kept it. And here come the sugar packets. And it made for an awesome, awesome intro. All right, so that's number two as far as errors are concerned. Song number three, we're going to go to Nirvana and a song called Polly. Polly was originally titled Hitchhiker, uh, and then it was called Cracker, and it was supposed to be on the 1989 debut album, Bleach, but Kurt just didn't feel like it fit the overall sound for the record, so instead they changed the name to Polly, and it's found on the sophomore album, which is so popular, called Nevermind. So take a listen to this. The air can be found right before the third verse. See if you can spot it. Got to know, haven't told, promise you, haven't true. Let me take a ride, cut yourself. Want some help, please myself. Polly said. I'm pretty sure that one's easy to spot. I mean, he just just comes in early, and they kept it. One more time. To me, that one's pretty cool. I actually think it fits better, but it is an error. Next one we're going to do is War, Why Can't We Be Friends, a song that came out in 1975 from a really cool group, War. If you don't know War, you should check them out. And um, this is a song that, for some reason, the introduction just doesn't fit. Yet, because we've heard it, I think, so many times, it does work. I'll play it first without identifying where the air is. See if you can spot it here in the intro. Did you catch it? Listen to that piano one more time. It's just a little slip up. Yet, right? I mean, for a song like this and a band like War, it makes you feel like they don't care and it doesn't matter. It's just a cool vibing song. 
And it's one of those things that's called a grace note. It's a tiny, quick little note that one resolves into the other. It's not necessarily correct. And it does create an out of tune. It's not in the chord, but it kind of works. One last time. Listen to this. Now, they could have fixed it immediately. I mean, the engineer could have said, wait, 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 hold on a second. It's just, just start it over again. It's just you. It would have been easy to do. But it's one of those things that it has this laid back, loosey, kind of loosey goosey kind of a feel. And it's, it adds some charm to it. So it's kind of cool. All right. Next one we're going to go to is a song by Ella Fitzgerald. And this is more of a what happens live kind of an error. And this is her doing Mac the Knife. And this one's got an interesting story. I'm going to play it for you first. And what, what basically happens is she forgets the words. Now, this had been done by many people before her. Louis Armstrong, Bobby Darren made it a huge hit. And Ella Fitzgerald wanted to do it for her live recording. And here she goes, going into the third verse. But she forgets. She is considered the first lady of song and the queen of jazz, and she is the quintessential professional performer. So does she let it rattle her? No. She keeps going and turns this song into an eight-minute, phenomenal, just, improvisational jazz song. This error actually won her Grammy for the best female vocal performance at the third annual Grammy Awards. So some people can take a mistake and really make the best out of it. All right, next song we're going to go to is from 1963, a song that was written by Richard Berry in 1955. This is the best version of this song, I feel, by the Kingsman. This is Louie Louie, a song that you know goes like this. Now, if you don't know, this particular song actually prompted... From the FBI, a 31-month investigation because they thought they were obscene lyrics and they were unable to find any, but they thought it was code because they couldn't understand what they were saying. Now, the error comes, well, I'm going to play it first, see if you can identify it. Did you catch it? Right after that little lead coming into the last verse, he's just too early. Check this. 
So we had a little fill from the drummer to kind of make up for it, put him back in time, and it actually works. One more time, see if you can hear it. kind of works it's one of those that makes the song i don't know kind of cooler this next one is from the beatles on a song called obladi oblada and i recognized that this was an error but i thought it was purposeful and what happened was paul just mixed up the lyrics and so in verse two he talks about desmond and molly molly staying at home to do her pretty face while desmond goes out and sings with the band but in the last verse, he mixes it up. This is what it sounds like. All right, this is verse two. But in the last verse, he mixes them up. He just liked the way that it sounded, and I think it's kind of cool, too. They just mixed it up, and he left it. Still makes it such a cool song. All right, next one we're going to go to is the Mamas and Papas. This song is called I Saw Her Again, and here's another example of just coming in too early. By the way, I love the way that this song starts, so I'm going to just play it real quick. This one happened in the, uh, actually, engineering room. What happened was there's an engineer named Bones Howe, and he inadvertently just punched in the vocals too early. They had recorded the vocals separate from all the instruments. And when he rewound the tape and inserted the vocals back into their proper position, it kind of created this double tracking. And he liked the way that it sounded, so they left it. And I thought it sounded great always until I recognized that it was an error. But see if you can spot it. Right there. One more time. See if you can spot it. Now, again, it's musically correct. It's in time, it's in tempo, and it's in tune. However, it's too early. Sounds pretty cool, though, to me. All right, next one we're going to do is from a, a, a band that never makes mistakes yet they did make one this is from steely dan off of their album asia a j a pronounced asia i've gotten that wrong a few times and 
Kevin and some other friends of mine have pointed that out to me, so I just want to make sure I say it correctly at this time. But much in the way that I make errors, so do they. This is a really tough one to spot, and I don't think you would know it unless you knew a little bit of the background of the recording specifically. It's on the drummer, and the drummer, Steve Gadd, who is an absolute fantastic drummer, when he was doing his drum solo, did it in one take. Extremely impressive, but his stick slipped right around the 4.45 to 5-minute mark, and it actually made an extra note. And they liked the way it sound, but see if you can hear the slipping and dinging against the drum rim. It created a, an in-time note, but wasn't supposed to be there. So this one, albeit an error, really makes it work. See if you can spot it. If you weren't listening for it, you probably wouldn't have heard it one more time. Here comes the drum fill. Right? Right there. Oh my goodness. I mean, it works. And can you even call that an error? I mean, it's so good and so jazzy. And they were masterful at doing that, combining rock and jazz together. So I don't know if that's really an error, but it wasn't supposed to be there. So we're going to count it. This next one we're going to do is by The Police. This is Roxanne, a song that everybody knows. But do we know the beginning of that song and the error that it has? Listen close. Obviously, that's Sting's voice, but why is he laughing? One more time. Now, the reason for that Sting laugh that we hear is because he actually is walking towards the microphone that he's going to sing into, and he hits the piano. You can hear him hit and accidentally bump into these keys. Listen one more time. And they left it. Right? Now, one other thing. Andy Summers is the guitar player on this song. And am I wrong? This isn't necessarily an error, but is his pitch and tempo in the beginning just ever so slightly off? Listen to it one more time. Drags a little. But, but for the song and for the tone that they're going for and the, the mood of the song, all of that works. Yet, there's errors all over the place. All right, last one we're going to do is a song called Just What I Needed by The Cars, 1978, a song most people know, and I think that most people will recognize the beat. It's called a four on the floor, which is a four-four tempo. 
I mean, it starts like this. Now, the reason I want you to hear this and get this beat is because that is where the error lies. I want you to count it with me. It's a standard rock beat. You can hear the snare on the second and the fourth beats. Two, four. Two, four. You hear that? Kick, snare, kick, snare, kick, snare, kick, snare. And that goes through the whole song. And it's a very popular late 70s, early 80s rock beat. And the beat is throughout. Now, if we go to later in the song, however, the third verse, check out what happens. What happened there? For some reason, we went from kick, snare, kick, snare to snare, kick, snare, kick. But it makes uh, the song a little more interesting. But it's a mistake. Listen again. And the fact that the lyrics say, I kind of lose my mind right over that spot makes it a little disjointed. And there's just something in that that gives the beat just something more interesting than the straight four on the floor that we've been hearing for the past two and a half minutes up to that point. One more time. Now listen if you can hear where the switchover comes. And then he fixes it and goes back to the regular four on the floor. That mistake, and I'm using air quotes, that mistake for some reason makes the song have such character and such a vibe and switches it up and makes it more interesting, which is what's cool about some of these mistakes is that, albeit they are mistakes and not supposed to be there, most of them give the song a tone or a, a, a mood that makes the song better. So I hope this was helpful. I hope you uh, enjoyed identifying some of these. How many did you know and how many did I miss? And if you have some you want to share with me, please email me uh, at everythingmusicpodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your errors. 